blockchain. I got your attention, didn't I? It's such a hot topic right now that just the mention of the word makes our ears perk up. Hi, I'm Scott Smith for ThinkCast, and we've got Gardner analyst David Furlonger on the line to discuss this technology that could revolutionize our approach from banking to security and endless possibilities beyond that. But is blockchain something that your organization should link up with? David Furlonger is one of Gartner's lead analysts on blockchain, and he joins us from his office in British Columbia. David, first of all, welcome. Now, blockchain is so often associated with financial institutions. So is this something that everyone should be looking at? Well, you're right, Scott. I mean, I think if we had this conversation 14, maybe even 18 months ago, I mean, it was almost exclusively financial institutions. And about I would still say about 60% of uh, client inquiries coming from financial institutions. But over time, over the last three or four months, we've seen that balance shift. And and clearly blockchain is not unique or specific to financial institutions. And we're getting an increasing number of calls from public sector government agencies through to manufacturing companies. I spoke to an energy company yesterday. I've spoken to a mining company recently. I've spoken to a big manufacturing company. So it's really across the board in terms of industry interest and, of course, applicability. So you answered my next question um, in in that answer there, but let me rephrase it this way. So is this something that really everybody should be looking at from, from just an assessment point of view right now? So long as they take a practical approach, yes. I think we need to be clear that we're not talking about the token of value here as well. So I had a client inquiry this morning that was asking about the token of value. And, you know, there are so many hundreds of these tokens in the marketplace. That's not really where the relevance is. The relevance is in the underlying infrastructure or the ledger technology. And once we've got a handle on that, I think if we approach it practically or pragmatically, I think we'll be able to dispel a lot of the hype that's in the market right now. So our advice to customers is pretty clear. You know, this is in line with the DevOps, you know, agile scrum mentality. You've got to kind of do as you go, learn as you go. And I think that means that you know, proof of concepts are fine so long as you're recognizing what you're going to get out of them, which is more learning than it is, you know, absolute revenue. So we suggest proof of concept. We suggest um, readiness checks on your own organization. Do you have the skills internally? Because some of the skills associated with things like smart contracts are quite difficult, as well as the coding skills. Do you have visibility into the business model? Because Really, what we're talking about here is, you know, the creation of different forms of value. So, you know, is the business ready for that and ready for, you know, the notions that Gartner's talked about in terms of platform businesses and ecosystems? I think there's still quite a lot of pre-work and research that's required until such times as the technology itself becomes mature, which is going to take, we believe, still a number of years. Let's talk for a moment about blockchain. You mentioned the token. I think when people hear it, the one that you hear, at least from the the news reports and so forth associated back is, then Bitcoin is brought up. So just to make sure we're on the same page, what is blockchain? So, yeah, that's a very good question. The blockchain itself is basically made up of two things in its original form. It was made up of a basically a computer protocol for sending 
messages around a network between one computer and another. But it also is associated with a token of value, a cryptographically designed currency, for want of a better word, which basically provides two things. It provides um, a reward mechanism for people maintaining the network, which are known as miners, but it also provides a capability for people to create and distribute their own value through their computer, which is being able to send Bitcoin, if you will, in the same way you could send US dollars from me to you. Bitcoin itself, as that currency, is kind of irrelevant. As I said, there are hundreds of those cryptographic currencies in the market from Ethers and ETCs to XRPs to Litecoin, Dogecoin, you know, et cetera, et cetera. The fundamental thing we need to deal with is that infrastructure, the computer protocol, because that changes the way that we look at not just computer architectures, you know, moving from, for example, sole designed applications into things that are called DApps or distributed applications or moving much more into like a cloud, a multi-tenancy distributed environment, um, et cetera. So that's one piece of it. But it also fundamentally changes the way that business is conducted. Why? Because you're using the computer to provide the level of trust in that market. In other words, most of our markets, whether it's manufacturing or banking or whatever, operate through some form of central intermediary. Someone, some institution that performs the role of an authority to determine, you know, who does what, whether someone is authorized to do that, is responsible for issuing the value and controlling the value that is exchanged, etc. With this paradigm, with this new blockchain environment, what we're saying is that you don't need those central intermediaries. In other words, you could envisage a situation where anyone on the planet who wants to send money to anyone else wouldn't necessarily need a bank to do that as the central intermediary. And you wouldn't necessarily need to use US dollars or pound sterling to make that remittance. You could use a currency of your own design and your own making. So it is a very fundamental shift in how we've generated you know, the economy over the last several hundred years and the role of institutions in that economy. David, at the outset, of course, you painted that picture of how we're really in the early stages, especially moving beyond just those financial, the, the fintech uh, development stages. Um, I, I know I saw a stat that really jumped out at me, and that was that Gartner says that through 2018, 85% of blockchain named projects will deliver business value without using a blockchain. And I'm wondering, since then we'll be kind of assessing blockchain projects that really aren't blockchain, do you think that might at all hinder true adoption of this technology? Yeah, I mean, look, there's a ton of blockchain washing going on right now, right? And people are saying, well, we've got distribution, but, you know, we've just attached a couple of mainframes together. Or, you know, we're doing, you know, a, a large network, but it's really only five nodes. Or, you know, we're sending a transaction from point A to point B, but it's just one transaction, you know, it's not at scale, etc. So there's a lot of blockchain washing going on. And I think that's fine, you know, in a sense that many of these new technologies, whether it was mobile or social or whatever, take time to mature. We, we have to work out, in a sense, the bugs, if you'll pardon the pun. So I think through the next couple of years, that's what we're going to do. 
However, I think we need to ask some other fundamental questions here. And one of the biggest is, you know, is blockchain really being perceived as a silver bullet for things like, you know, encryption or for things like immutability? And I think to some extent it is, and I don't think people are therefore asking the value question. In other words, if I was to just use a cloud and have a relational database in the cloud, would that allow me to have or give me as much capabilities or close to as many capabilities for what I'm trying to do as if I go to the trouble of implementing a blockchain with everything that comes with that. And I don't think, A, enough people are asking those questions, and B, I don't think people are really realizing what blockchain can and can't do. I mean, it originally was designed for a very specific purpose. There's lots of aspirations around the future for different kinds of blockchains, but they're yet to be proven. And I, I'm concerned that people are kind of leapfrogging without paying enough attention to what the true value proposition actually could be, because it's not just a technological issue here. You know, this is going to fundamentally change the way we look at law, the way we do accounting, the way we do tax, you know, as I said, the role of institutions in the economy, self-regulation, trust, a whole range of different things. And I'm, I'm yet to believe that that's just going to be easily smoothed over in the next little while. So look at our hype cycle, see where we've currently placed a lot of these technologies on the left-hand side, and recognize that you know Gartner always sees technologies going through the trough. And I think we need to start to see some of these things going through the trough before we get maturity in the early part of the next decade. So then a lot of the, for our clients, many CIOs, IT leaders in particular, they're going to be caught between that uh, rock and a hard place, as it were, in that we know that we'll have the business leaders coming and saying, blockchain, what are we doing about it? Do we go now? At the same time, while we don't want to uh, necessarily jump full, both feet in, we don't also don't want to fall behind where suddenly the competition is putting it to use and we're just getting started. So all that said, David, what are some of the steps we need to start taking now, we should be doing now, relative to blockchain? Yes, I think the first thing, you know, is education. I mean, it sounds basic, but there's still a huge amount of misunderstanding about terminology here. For example, blockchain is being used for any kind of ledger as a naming convention, and clearly it has connotations really just to one form of architecture, you know, records that are grouped together in blocks that are then chained together into a, a distributed environment. So I think education is very important. What is the token of value? What is the ledger? What are smart contracts? How do they work? What are consensus mechanisms? How do they work? That's the first thing. I think the second thing is we clearly need to spend time looking at the problems that we have in our organization and understanding where this form of distributed, decentralized, golden copy, immutable record that is cryptographically encoded, you know, where that can provide some sort of value proposition. Perhaps more strategically, I would also be doing scenario planning. If you're in an industry, if you're in an institution which performs the role of that intermediary where you are adding trust in an environment, then your business could be at risk. And I think it's beholden on senior executives to undertake scenario planning, to look at the future of the industry in, in that context and therefore their role in it. I think the third thing to do is to really make an assessment of your organization's readiness to accept this kind of paradigm. How ready are you to accept technology that has been built 
perhaps not by another supplier or vendor in the traditional sense, but by contracted workers to those suppliers. Many of the startups don't have formal employees in the way that we are familiar with that. And so you have to think very carefully about the operational risk of accepting those kind of environments into your organization. Um, the next thing I would get CIOs to do is really look at the opportunities for consortia in their industries. Many industries now are setting up consortia groups where like-minded peers are coming together to discuss some of the issues in front of them. And I think it is worth exploring what those opportunities might be. Be careful, obviously, about talking shops as opposed to doing shops. Be also careful about professional services involvement and vendor involvement and what that could mean to um, biasing the activities that occur in those consortia, but that's certainly something I would be looking to activate. I'd also be, you know, at a technological level, being very careful that, you know, you have the right kind of skills in-house to deal with some of the issues that will be in front of you, both for remediating legacy technology, which presumably you won't need anymore, but also in terms of developing some of these technologies at uh, scale. So those are the first five or six things that I think CIOs should really look at doing. David, thank you very much. Gartner Fellow and Research Vice President David Furlonger is a leading expert on blockchain. You can hear more of his insights in the blockchain webinar, which you'll find along with other great presentations at Gartner.com slash webinars. And make sure to check out more of our ThinkCast interviews at Gartner.com slash podcasts. You can also subscribe to ThinkCast via iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play. And while you're there, let us know how we're doing by giving us a rating. I'm Scott Smith. Thanks for listening.